What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we are just days away from finding out what the 2024 schedule will look like for every SEC team. Brad Crawford over 24-7 Sports, he took a shot at what every team's schedule could look like. We'll run through those, and we'll get you caught up on some news going on around the conference. Greg McElroy talks LSU and Alabama, and some recruiting nuggets as well. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college, And when you enter our promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, they're going to throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we want to dive right into it. The uh, SEC schedule, we're gonna we're just days away from finding out what that 2024 schedule will look like, of course, with just the eight teams. We're not going to nine, nine games just yet, um, but uh, we will find out that schedule with one permanent rival for each team. And so Brad Crawford, over 24-7 Sports, he projected each team's eight-game conference slate and uh, kind of just took a stab at it and said, this is what they could look like. So we figured we would uh, jump into it and take a look at what Brad Crawford is projecting for some of these teams. And we start with the Vanderbilt Commodores. He projects that Vandy is going to get a uh, 2024 SEC opponents of Kentucky at home, Tennessee at home, South Carolina at home, Ole Miss at home, And then we'll have four road games, and this is pretty tough, at Georgia, at Florida, at LSU, and at Mississippi State. Crawford says uh, Vanderbilt should miss Texas, Alabama, and Oklahoma, but the schedule won't be easy by any stretch of the imagination. They have not played in Baton Rouge since 09, and he's got them projected here going to LSU. Next school he has is Mississippi State, projected SEC opponents for them in 2024. He's got them playing... At home, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Auburn, and Vanderbilt. And then he has Mississippi State going on the road for four games. At Alabama, at Ole Miss, at Florida, and at Oklahoma. He says, Hale State traveling to Norman to face the Sooners. Welcome to the new SEC. In addition, a trip to Alabama will be challenging. The Bulldogs are one of only a couple teams with three SEC road games projected here. Next up, he's got Missouri projecting their SEC opponents for 2024. He's got home games against Texas A&M, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. And then four road trips to Ole Miss, South Carolina, Texas, and Auburn. And the road games aren't the scariest there for Auburn or for Missouri, but home games against A&M, Georgia, Oklahoma, Arkansas, those could all be brutal Crawford writes, Missouri's new schedule will be SEC West heavy. That much we know. There's a great chance the Tigers will play Oklahoma, Texas, and Arkansas annually in their own quadrant of the SEC. Eli Drinkwitz has his work cut out if Mizzou's schedule shakes out as projected. Next up, we've got Ole Miss. Crawford projects 
home games against Mississippi State, of course the Egg Bowl, Missouri, Kentucky, and then four road games at Vandy, at Arkansas, at Tennessee, at LSU. He's actually got another road game in here at Texas. I think he missed a home game in there, so must be a typo. But uh, he says, bye-bye, Nick Saban. We're not expecting Alabama to be on the Rebels' schedule every year once the SEC figures out what it wants to do long-term. But the Crimson Tide could be replaced by either Texas or Oklahoma in the years they're not designated. Of course, this is all speculation. Ole Miss is not historically one of the halves, and therefore, like another seven or eight programs within the conference, won't have much of a say in who it wants to play every year. Next up, we got Kentucky. Crawford projects their SEC opponents for 2024. Home against Georgia, Florida, Texas A&M, South Carolina, and Auburn. And then road games at Ole Miss, at Tennessee, and at Vanderbilt. Pretty doable schedule there for Kentucky. Crawford writes, remember, the SEC will do everything it can to balance things out for the teams near the middle tier of the conference, and that's no disrespect to Kentucky. It's just how it is when Georgia, Alabama, LSU, and Texas are expected to be the torchbearers for the next decade plus. We're expecting South Carolina to be Kentucky's annual opponent and Vanderbilt to be in there as well. There's a chance the Commodores could be a permanent option if the league chooses that route for Kentucky. Next up with Auburn, Brad Crawford projects their 2024 opponents. He says uh, home games against Texas, Missouri, South Carolina and LSU, road games at Bama, at Mississippi State, at Kentucky. It's a navigatable schedule there for Auburn. Of course, a home game against Texas and road games at Georgia and at Bama are rough. But the rest of the schedule is doable. Uh, Crawford says the Iron Bowl would stay put and the annual battle with Georgia as well. The rest is up for the SEC to decide, but it's unlikely Hugh Freeze wants to add Texas and Oklahoma to the teams he's having to meet every year. Sources tell 24-7 Sports South Carolina could become an annual game for the Tigers in the new SEC, but we've only heard that from one side of the spectrum. This schedule as it stands now might be tough. And next up, we got South Carolina. Projected 2024 SEC opponents. Brad Crawford has them playing home games against Georgia, Texas A&M, Tennessee, and Missouri. And then the Gamecocks going on the road at Florida, at Vandy, at Kentucky and at Auburn. He says South Carolina is one of nine SEC schools that was not in favor of moving to a nine-game conference schedule. And can you blame the Gamecocks? They already play Clemson out of conference annually, and if they were playing a nine-game SEC slate this fall, North Carolina is another tough game outside of SEC play. But Shane Beamer, he's trying to build a program in Columbia and facing landmines every week in the SEC is difficult to tackle. We expect Florida, Kentucky, Georgia at least to remain on the Gamecocks' annual schedule. And lastly, on this side of the schedule projection, he's got the Florida Gators playing home games against South Carolina, LSU, Vanderbilt, and Mississippi State with road games at Texas, at Kentucky, at Tennessee, and then the Georgia game in Jacksonville. He says the world's largest outdoor cocktail party is staying put in Jacksonville. For now, in the SEC's new era, the annual rivalry with LSU should stick, and sources tell 24-7 Sports that both Florida and South Carolina have told the SEC's league office both schools want to continue that game. Could the battle with Tennessee finally be over? Will the Gators play Oklahoma or Texas next year? Those are questions 
that need to be figured out. And uh, there you have it. That's half of the games that Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports is projecting. We will get to the other ones in just a second. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Want to take a quick second to remind you guys about our friends over at Bird Dogs. Look, Bird Dogs are going to help make you look good. They have got some stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts, they do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit uh, better than any of the regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs, they fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric. And that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They use an anti-stink sweat uh, fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go check them out, Bird Dogs. I'm telling you, we've gotten a, a couple pairs of them, and they're awesome. You can wear them anywhere. They're, they're durable. They're versatile. And, uh, you know, wear them on a date, wear them to work, wear them, uh, you know, out doing uh, sports activities, whatever you got. Bird Dogs are going to be comfortable, and they're going to make you look good. Go to birddogs.com slash college. Use our promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's going to get you the free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. Birddogs.com slash college. Get that free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, roll along here. Locked On SEC. And again, want to reiterate, this is not set in stone by any means. We're going to find out here in a handful of days. The SEC Network will announce the official line up the slate for the SEC for the 2024 schedule. And again, we're, we've been very focused on 2024. Here in the next couple of days, we will switch gears and, you know, get refocused on 2023 because that's the season we're going to play in the more immediate future. But it's fun to kind of look ahead to next summer, 2024, when Oklahoma and Texas get into the conference. And, you know, we're sticking with the eight-game conference schedule. We're not going to nine. So we know each team will keep at least one permanent opponent. But what will the rest of the schedule look like? Brad Crawford over 27, 24-7 sports. He's trying to flesh it out. So I figure we jump back into it and take a look at uh, what he is projecting for the SEC opponents. You can kind of figure out who has the easier paths, who has the tougher paths. And so we jump back into it and we look at Arkansas. He has got their projected opponents for, for 2024. Home games against LSU, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, and Alabama. The neutral field game in Arlington against Texas A&M at Texas, at Missouri, and at Mississippi State. He says the Razorbacks often play one of the SEC's most difficult schedules, so why would that change with Texas and Oklahoma coming in? At least for one season, we're not expecting the Razorbacks to have to play both the Sooners and Longhorns. If Arkansas can get LSU or Alabama off the schedule, that would be helpful. The annual neutral side game with Texas A&M will likely stay, but that's something to be deliberated. 
Next up, he's got Texas A&M. He projects their 2024 opponents. Home games against Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas, and of course the uh, the neutral field game against Arkansas and Arlington, and then at Alabama, at South Carolina, at Missouri, at Kentucky, and at Mississippi State. That's a tough go there for the Aggies. Crawford writes, for the segment of A&M fans who want to play Texas again, it is coming. That's one of the guarantees for the 2024 eight-game schedule. We're expecting LSU and Oklahoma to be on their schedule as well, but continuing to play Alabama is not a guarantee. From the outside looking in, this slate looks incredibly difficult. It's possible the Aggies could play four top 20 teams, maybe five if Arkansas stays up there under Sam Pittman. Next, we've got Tennessee. What could their projected 2024 SEC opponents look like? Brad Crawford writes, home games against Alabama, Florida, Kentucky, and Ole Miss, and then road games at Georgia, at Oklahoma, at South Carolina, and at Vanderbilt. He says that three-headed monster of Georgia, Bama, and Oklahoma could get ugly for Tennessee if those three programs are as good as they're expected to be next year. The rivalry with Florida is up in the air, according to sources. And as Crawford says, we've already mentioned the expectation is Tennessee and South Carolina will continue to happen. The Vanderbilt game should continue to be played as well. So, mixed bag there for Tennessee, but the hard games are really, really hard. Next, we look at what an LSU schedule should look or could look like. Home games against Ole Miss, Oklahoma, Vanderbilt, Texas, and then road games at Alabama, at Florida, at Arkansas, and at Auburn. He says, uh, this is what Brian Kelly gets for being at one of college football's elites. If this schedule comes to fruition, it would be one of the toughest schedules in 2024. Outside of Vandy and Ole Miss, there's not a single matchup where the Tigers would be favored by more than a touchdown. The good news is the playoff expands to 12 games next season, and maybe LSU could stomach a couple of losses to highly ranked teams. Next, we look at Georgia's potential schedule. He's got them playing home games against Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Alabama, Auburn, and the Florida neutral field uh, Florida game in Jacksonville. And then he's got road trips at South Carolina, at Kentucky, at Missouri. He says this looks like a really tame schedule for the Bulldogs until their home game against Alabama. We're not expecting Texas or Oklahoma on Georgia's 2024 schedule. That's not going to sit well with those outside of Athens who have pounded Georgia's 2023 schedule is a cakewalk. What if their 2024 schedule is as well? At least in this scenario, they get Alabama on their schedule. With the Bulldogs, they are the favorites to three-peat this season. And if they do that, if they get this kind of schedule, man, they might be looking at four straight. And Kirby Smart just building the next coming of a dynasty. Again, we've talked about this before. Not all schedules are created equal, and there are going to be people who benefit from easier draws and people who get the short end of the stick and get really tough draws. Let's take a look at Alabama's projected 2024 SEC opponents. He's got uh, Alabama playing home games against LSU, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Auburn, and then road trips at Oklahoma, at Tennessee, at Georgia, and at Arkansas. Said Alabama will be able to handle a brutal schedule, but the likelihood of the Crimson Tide playing Texas for a third consecutive season seems low. Toss in a road trip 
to Oklahoma on there for maximum national exposure. Rivalry games with LSU and Auburn stay along with the third Saturday in October against Tennessee. South Carolina owes the Crimson Tide a trip to Tuscaloosa, so that could happen this year. Next up, we take a look at Oklahoma, and here's where he projects their 2024 opponents. He's got Oklahoma playing a neutral field game with uh, Texas over in Dallas. Of course, that's already been renewed. Uh, home games against Mississippi State, Alabama, Tennessee, and then road games at Arkansas, at LSU, at Missouri, and at Texas A&M. He said this might be the SEC's second most difficult schedule next season. If it shakes out as projected, it's possible. At least the Sooners won't have to deal with Georgia yet. Uh, it would be fun to see Oklahoma make that trip again to uh, to Neyland Stadium or perhaps the inverse with the Volunteers going to Norman. He said, we are projecting Texas A&M to get back on Oklahoma's schedule in 2024. Over on the Texas side of things, he projects them to play home games against Missouri, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Florida. Of course, the... Uh, Oklahoma game in Dallas, and then at Texas A&M, at Auburn, and at LSU. Crawford writes, Welcome back to the SEC, Steve Sarkeesian. The Longhorns rivalry with A&M will be renewed, but the rest of the schedule is up for debate. We expect the annual showdown with Oklahoma to continue, and LSU will be added to the schedule. The other games are a guess at this point, but the SEC will try and balance the slate a bit for the Longhorns during their first season in the SEC with a couple of games they should win. Not going to lie, um, a lot of this is, you know, again, this is all projection from Brad Crawford at 24-7 Sports. It's just kind of fun to take a look at what the schedule could look like. And, again, some people getting easier schedules, some people getting absolutely brutal schedules. And the SEC is going to have a rhyme or reason for why they're doing a lot of these things, trying to preserve, you know, they only get to preserve the one guaranteed rivalry with every team, but there's multiple ones you want to preserve as well. You want to try to keep Tennessee on Alabama's schedule along with the Iron Bowl. You know, it's just there's certain ones they're going to try to keep together. But, again, luck of the draw for some teams. They're going to get easier schedules. Like in this scenario, Georgia's got a cakewalk, where some other schools like LSU or Texas, it's a brutal, brutal draw. So we will know in a handful of days what the SEC schedule will look like in 2024, and we will certainly dissect that once it's fully locked in. But, for now, fun to look ahead, and we appreciate Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports doing a projection of what things could look like. All right, thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we will go around the conference. We've got some tidbits on Greg McElroy, recruiting, and much more. That's coming your way in just a sec. All right, rolling along here, Locked On SEC. We have got a lot we have got to jump back into, so let's do it. Let's uh, go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start with Greg McElroy, who on his Always College Football podcast this week talked about a couple of different teams. We'll start with LSU, where... He's a big believer in their quarterback, Jaden Daniels, who is listed as one of the top returning quarterbacks in the SEC. McElroy says one big reason is the growth that Daniels showed throughout last season playing his first year in the Southeastern Conference. He said the best quarterback returning in the SEC to him 
is Jaden Daniels. He puts him ahead of Will Rogers, KJ Jefferson, among others. He said, tell me a player that looked more comfortable in their final game of the season uh, than the first game of the season than Jaden Daniels. So in other words, looked rough to start and then got way better by the end of the year. He said, and think about the progression that was made when he first played against Florida State to where we saw him against Purdue in the bowl game. He was completely lights out. Uh, Daniels did struggle to throw the ball in last year's opening game loss to Florida State. He threw for just 209 yards on 34 attempts. And uh, those numbers were kind of ballooned up because he had a couple late touchdown drives in that game. Uh, But by the bowl game, Daniels was much better. 12-17 for 139 yards and a blowout win over Purdue. Rushed for over 11 yards per attempt in that game. And he comes into the season on the Heisman Trophy contender list. And Greg McElroy said, if you look across the board, he's got everything you could want. And another year in that Mike Denbrock system. Jay Daniels, if, it, if he puts it all together, could be right there, um, you know, having LSU with double-digit wins and maybe sitting in New York with a Heisman invite. McElroy also touched on Alabama, who he is high on heading into the 2023 season. Said he likes the makeup of this year's team better than last year's. During his uh, show with Cole Kublik on Jocks FM this week, McElroy talked about some of the reasons why he wasn't as high on last year's Bama team as others around the country. Said Saban's team did possess some big-time stars like Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, Will Anderson. He said he was not convinced last year's team was well-equipped on the line of scrimmage or in the passing attack. He said, I really like this team. We talked about it last year. I was not as high on last year's team. Last year's team, he said, I thought they could get to the playoff. I thought they were without a true dynamic number one wide receiver. I thought the interior of the D-line was still a significant concern. I didn't think they had great game changers on the back end of the perimeter. And I think that the offensive line um, might still be an issue, which kind of was for Bama. So he said, what, you know, what changed this year? He said, Nick Saban has basically said, forget last year. We're going back to the drawing board. We're going to do things the way we did for a very long time around here. We're going to go ground and pound with the dominant run game. Uh, with Tommy Reese coming in, that's you know kind of what they're going to do there offensively. And then defensively, getting after it, getting more aggressive, shutting down the run, taking that away, and saying, what else you got? And oh, by the way, they got a pretty good secondary as well with some DBs who can get their hands on football. So uh, Alabama did beat Georgia to win the SEC in 2021. The Tide did go on to lose to Georgia in the college football title game. And Nick uh, Saban looking to get back there. He's not uh, did not play for the SEC championship game last year. Had some uh, close losses to Tennessee and LSU. Can Bama get back to playing in Atlanta this year? Last year of the SEC East and SEC West and get back into the playoff? We're going to find out. But pretty bold take there from Greg McElroy because those are some big stars you lost. And Bryce Young and Will Anderson, Jameer Gibbs. But I get what he's saying. Like, they're going to be more fundamentally sound in doing what they want to do this year as opposed to last year where they just the offensive line wasn't great. The receivers were kind of average. And again, good, not great defensive play last year. Pete Golding out, Kevin Steele in, and that should change for the Tide. All right, some other tidbits going around the conference. Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, they brought in a familiar face through the transfer portal this week, getting a commitment from former FAU safety T.J. Young. Young has been in college football since 2018, was recruited by Kiffin, 
at FAU. In his time there, he recorded 159 tackles, three forced fumbles, and seven interceptions, including four touchdowns. He was the team's co-captain last year. was a three-star prospect in the class of 2018. So we'll see what TJ Young can do for Lane Kiffin and the Rebels this coming season. And recruiting news, Mississippi State picked up a commitment from Xavier Gayton, who's a Mississippi native. He's listed as an athlete, plays quarterback for his high school team, but projects to be a running back at the next level. He's six foot tall, 190 pounds, not currently on the 24-7 sports composite rankings, but he is a 2024 recruit. He's the fourth in-state recruit to pick Mississippi State so far in this cycle. And then Georgia, they added a big-time piece to their 2024 recruiting class, picking up a commitment from four-star linebacker Justin Green this week. Green is an elite prospect. He's the number 101 overall player, the number 12 defensive lineman in the country, and the number 17 player from the state of Georgia. So, is he that outside linebacker, edge rusher, whatever? We'll see. But uh, plays his high school ball in the state of Georgia. Six foot four, 260 pounds, and he had offers from other SEC schools like Bama, Auburn, South Carolina, and LSU. But uh, Justin Green going with the Georgia Bulldogs, and the rich get richer. All right, there you have it. That is the latest going on around the conference. I want to thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. A shout-out to our everydayers and a reminder to check out our show tomorrow. We're going to be talking all things SEC recruiting with our uh, recruiting guru, and so you do not want to miss that. Any recruiting questions, guys, visits, uh, guys making decisions soon, we'll, we'll talk about all that on tomorrow's show right here on Locked on SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.